too young to have been in World War II. Thank you. <laughs> this is Ivan Houston. He's come today to talk to us about his experience. He graduated from the University of California, Berkeley, got his law degree at Laverne University. He was the CEO of Golden State Mutual Life Insurance, the third largest black life insurance company in the nation. For 14 consecutive years, Mr. Houston was voted one of the most influential black leaders by Ebony Magazine. During World War II, he served as a combat infantryman with the all-black 92nd Buffalo Infantry Division in Italy. In that capacity, he was a decorated soldier. He was awarded the Combat Infantryman's Badge and Bronze Star. He also received a Purple Heart. His unit, the 92nd Buffalo Infantry Division, liberated a 15th century villa in Italy. And he has been invited to Italy to talk about that experience and, and for them to show their appreciation. So we are delighted to have him here today. He has written a book about his experiences, and he'll give time afterwards for questions. We have Mr. Houston. Okay. Thank you. Well, thank you very, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for that very rousing welcome. If you don't mind, I'll take off my hat because, uh, you know, I feel a little strange standing up in front of you. And normally, I've got to admit, I don't really wear all these uh, ribbons and things. But since I was coming out to uh, give a, uh, I used to say a speech, but I'll, let's call it a talk to the uh, DAR. Uh, call it a talk because uh, if, if I say something and uh, uh, you think of something you want to ask me, please interrupt and ask me because, you know, we, you may forget and uh, I can still go through, I believe, what I, my, the remarks that I'm going to make uh, if you do interrupt. But uh, yes, uh, uh, I did, all of this comes about because I served uh, in World War II. Uh, I enlisted uh, in 1943, the day before I turned 18 years old. And I enlisted because I could, it's rather than being drafted, because I could get deferred for six months. And I was able to finish another semester at the University of California at Berkeley. And uh, I was born here in Los Angeles. Uh, in fact, my mother was born in Los Angeles. My father was born in San Jose. So we are, you know, very, very native Californians. Uh, and uh, being, going into the Army, was quite a different experience for me because our whole country at that time was not quite like it is today. Uh, at Fort MacArthur, which was in San Pedro, that's, when, uh, that's where I was called up and I went actually into the Army. And that's where I ran into really what you would call racial segregation and discrimination because the white recruits went one way, those of us who were African-American, or in this case, uh, Negro, or before that colored, you know, well, you use these terms interchangeably. 
And uh, we went another place. And we were segregated from that point on in the uh, United States Army. Uh, and from San Pedro, I went by train to uh, Fort Benning, Georgia. Two of us were black. 30 of us, uh, 30 of the guys on the, car, on the uh, railroad car were white. Uh, and we, have, we ate in the dining room until we got to El Paso, Texas. That was the south, and uh, that's where I saw the first, you know, water fountains which said colored and white. First restrooms, you know, whites only. Uh, when we got back on the train at uh, El Paso, uh, we still ate in the dining room, but they put a curtain around the two of us who were black. So this is what was going on in our country at that time. And uh, in Fort Benning, Georgia, <clears throat> we were sort of uh, segregated but, or sort of integrated because in my company of about 200, six of us were black and uh, the rest were white. For a while, we had to eat at a certain table. We couldn't eat anywhere with the white soldiers. We complained, and our uh, com uh, lieutenant, who was the uh, uh, officer in charge of our platoon, uh, and he was a southerner. He was from the Citadel, and he stopped it. He said, you could eat anywhere you want to. We said, well, that's fine. Anyway, this program that I was in was for college boys, and uh, it was stopped in March 1944, and all of us were sent to the infantry. Infantry is not a place where you would normally volunteer to go to, because they're always on foot, and I really didn't like to walk. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah well, anyway, and the only infantry division that they could send us six black guys to was the 92nd Buffalo Division. Uh, now, you might say Buffalo, and I want to explain that, because Buffalo uh, comes from the fact that after the American Civil War, the war between the states, as someone calls, some people call it, the uh, black troops that served in the Union Army, there were about 180,000 that fought for the Union Army. And some of them were sent west to fight the Indians. And uh, they, the Indians called them buffalo soldiers for two reasons, we think. One is the fact that the hair, our hair is curly like the buffalo's hair. And the second reason is because uh, during the very cold winters on the plains, the black soldiers used to use the hides of the buffalo to keep warm. And of course, there is a third reason. They were all pretty brave fighters, and the Indians admired them because of that. But that's where the term buffalo comes from. And uh, it was, uh, we picked it up. My father was in the 92nd Buffalo Division in World War I in France. And uh, I was in the 92nd Buffalo Division World War II in Europe. Uh, anyway, uh, I, we were sent to the 92nd Division. The home base was Fort Huachuca, Arizona, out in the high desert of Arizona, south of Tucson. Temperatures were, you know, could be up over 100 degrees. We had to go on 
uh, hikes, 25-mile hikes in the high desert. So we were pretty well trained. And uh, then my regiment was sent overseas as a combat team. And we didn't know where we were going because uh, uh, they, they didn't tell us. I'm an enlisted man. I'm a private, really. Well, you know, where we're going, you get on a train, you go east, you get on a boat, you sail the Atlantic. First thing we saw was, uh, after about 10 days, was the coast of Africa. Well, there's a boat full of 4,000 black soldiers. All the 92nd Division troops were black, except the senior officers. All the senior officers, major and above, were white. And they were, for the most part, white Southerners, because it was thought at that time that Southern white officers knew how to handle Negroes. This was the, uh, because, you know, they, the bulk of the Negro population was in the South, and uh, this was, uh, and that's where they grew up, and they were in charge. And it is tr so that the bulk of our soldiers were poor uh, black soldiers, uh, from the rural South, many of them could not read or write. And, uh, you know, to me, I'm California, I have a good education, even though I was only 19 years old. Uh, uh, and I could see that in these soldiers that were with us. But anyway, we sailed the Atlantic, we got to the coast of Africa. Of course, everybody had seen the Tarzan pictures, and we were looking for the jungle. <laughs> But anyway, uh, we were, it was the North Africa, and that's just desert. So we uh, transferred on another ship to, uh, uh, in Oran, North Africa, sailed to Naples. From Naples, we sailed to a port just north of Rome, Civitavecchia, which all of these places were bombed out. You wouldn't recognize them today. They were just rubble. From one ship that we were on, we had to cross sunken ships to get to shore. This is how it was. 